Hello San Pedro Podcast, episode 40. You are listening to the Hello San Pedro Podcast. I'm Amanda, your host. Join me as I talk to amazing people within our community, business owners, community activists, local leaders, and people like you and me who love San Pedro. This is a place where we'll share big ideas, discuss hot topics, and spread good vibes. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hello San Pedro podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Silva. Uh, So today's episode is very special. It's also going to be the last episode of season one. Um, That does not mean I'm going to be taking a break. It means that I took a really long break without giving a heads up. And instead of just jumping into season two and like leaving season one on an awkward ending, I want to tie up season one with a nice little bow. And then I want to have a fresh start. Um, I am really excited about interviews that I have planned for season two, if you will. And um, yeah, I think that this episode is a very fitting end to our our amazing first year as a podcast. Um, so this guest is somebody that I've been really excited to meet. I was excited to meet at Pride at the Port, who, you know, I said hi to briefly. And um, I was very excited to meet him again for the recording of this episode. And we finally got to sit down um, after the craziness of Pride. And of course, you know, I took a a two-month sabbatical and just needed a big break from all of this um so now this is our chance to finally come back to it so i wasn't able to get it out to you during june um which was pride month but i'm really happy to be able to bring it to you now um before we get right into the interview i did want to go a little bit over um i really want to talk a little bit about why we need pride here in san pedro and um what the LGBTQ plus community stands for. Um, Actually, I'm going to go ahead and cover that first. So I was a little ignorant about this um, as well. I wasn't sure what the plus stood for and I wasn't sure what it was including. Um, So we'll go ahead and go over it together. So the full acronym is LGBTQIA, and it's the inclusive queer term, which stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and or questioning, intersex, and asexual and or allies. So I definitely understand how that could be a mouthful. (laughs) And LGBTQ plus is a simpler way to put it. Um... So this term is meant to be all, like pretty much inclusive to anybody who d- identifies as anything other than straight and binary. Um, and what I mean by binary is like female, male. You know, there's a lot of people who do not want to be categorized in either of these two boxes. They want to be just who they are and they don't want to identify as either. Um, I know there's a lot of controversy about that kind of thing. And I know that, you know... I can just think of so many people who have a lot to say about that. Well, I don't want to, I don't know. This is a really kind of delicate topic, to be honest. Um, But I think it's important that we do talk about it. It is different. It's not something that we've kind of dealt with in the past. Um, We are creating room and space for people who are different and don't fit into, you know, the straight and narrow box. Um 
we're giving them room to breathe and space to exist and um, the freedom to explore who they are and their personalities and their sexuality. Um, I think that's important. And I think that that's what we really have to remember is that it's really this whole movement is the, the movement of pride um, is not really just about rainbows and like, you know, great outfits and fabulousness and it's not about um it's really not about sex necessarily it's about rights and it's about the freedom for people to choose who they love and to have the freedom to explore who they are and their and their sexual identity um i think i think that's really important to to say the fact is, is that when we give other people rights, and we talk about this in today's episode um, in the during the interview, but when we give other people rights, it really um, strengthens all of us. And by giving other people rights and freedom and space to exist and be who they are, it doesn't take away from anyone else's rights and space and freedom to exist how they are. It really doesn't. Um, and that's why that's, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. That's why like straight pride is just also obnoxious. Um, you know, no one ever had to come out to their parents because they fell in love of someone of the opposite sex, you know, um, they never had to feel the fear and anxiety and, um, the, I, I don't know. It kind of breaks my heart to talk about because I know people who have felt all these things, the fear of rejection from the people who brought you into this life, um, from the, from your family, from your religious organization, from the people that you love to, to have the fear of being rejected or cast out or, um, the idea that you might be disappointing them or breaking their heart. It's a really heavy, heavy and, um, can I say toxic, feeling and can lead a lot of people who identify um, as the LGBTQ community. Um, it can lead a lot of people into depression and or suicidal thoughts. Um, suicide rates among LGBT youth are much, much higher than, um, you know, straight youth or non-identifying youth. It's really sad, and um, I think we as a society need to do better. Every human being is important. Every human life is important. Um, I, I don't know if you guys have listened to the episode back in June with Chris Tucker, but he had a really um, moving story to kind of tell about being a gay man here in San Pedro. And one of the things that he says um, is that every person is somebody's child. And before you uh, judge someone else or consider, you know, harming someone else or bullying someone else or saying slurs at someone else because they're different, um, just think, well, how would I feel if somebody were to treat my child that way? I thought that was really great advice and it really helps us put things into perspective. Um, I really hope I didn't put a downer. <laughs> um, I hope I didn't start this episode off kind of like on a, um, you know, a down note uh, because the rest of the interview uh, is great. The episode is amazing. I was really honored to have um, to have Aiden on the show. So I'm going to go ahead and formally introduce him now. 
Aiden Garcia Sheffield is a local community activist originally from Savannah, Georgia. He is the founder and president of Bridge Cities Alliance, the organization responsible for Pride on the Port. He is also the owner of Underground Los Angeles, a local barbershop on 6th Street in downtown San Pedro. He started out in his early career as a realtor, then after the market crashed, he transitioned and became a flight attendant. As a young world traveler with an adventurous attitude toward life and the unexpected, he moved to Los Angeles and soon found himself in the South Bay where he discovered our beautiful San Pedro. He now lives here with his husband and is heavily involved in the community. I hope all of you guys enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome back. So today on the show, I have a guest here that I have been very excited about getting on the show for you guys. Um, He is why we had pride on the port. I'm going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I know we had a team behind him, but um, we're really, really happy to have him on the show. Um, Aiden Garcia Sheffield, president and founder of Bridge City Alliance. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's my pleasure. And hello, everyone. <laughs> Have you been on a podcast before? Uh, this is probably my, I think my third one. Third podcast. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what are some of the other ones you went on? Oh, just the ones related to hair. Um, I'm also a hairstylist. So mm-hmm. I've done some for friends that have podcasts and wanted to talk about barbering and cosmetology. So Very cool. Yeah. The amount of podcasts that are out there on the subjects that they're on is just amazing. It's great. And it's... And I love it because especially like with yours, I love yours because it's so tuned locally that it's like, wow, I can listen to the people I know and see on the street every day Mm -hmm. and hear what they have to say and to really get a pulse of what's going on in the community. So you're doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really glad. Um, I I didn't know if this was going to go anywhere. I didn't know if it was going to last this long. Um, I thought it was going to be one of my like testing it out, see how I like it, but yeah, it's lasted. I mean, I have a pretty good listenership and now I feel like I, I just need to do it for the community because there's always something new going on. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, to to have a vibrant, successful community, it takes it's like a puzzle and it's all the little pieces and mm-hmm. everything that we do really, real, really builds a great community. So it's it's a big thing that you're doing. Good. I'm glad that's it's always nice to hear because <laughs> sometimes, you <laughs> know, sure. we're editing and, you know, I, it's always great talking to the guests and I feel like I'm just doing it selfishly because I get to it's an excuse to meet all these great people in town. Um and when I'm editing, it's just kind of like, oh, I don't even know if anyone's out there, if they're listening. I see the numbers, but I'm like, are you there? <laughs> yeah, I, I promise you. I know I know, I know. know several people that um, that listen to this podcast. I actually posted on Facebook about oh, cool. it this morning. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go be on the Hello San Pedro podcast. Awesome. And I'm excited. You got a lot of reactions. So oh, cool. People are very excited to oh, hear this episode. I'm pumped. Okay. Well, I want to know all about you. So I want to know, because I know you weren't born and raised here, like no. many of us are. No. So tell me, where did you? Where did you grow up? What was your upbringing like? So I grew up in a very, very small rural town of, uh, it's called Sylvania, Georgia. It's about 65 miles northwest of Savannah. Um, you know, I was raised most of my life there. I spent a lot of time also growing up uh, Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandfather was a developer there, and um, it was it was a very it was a really exciting childhood because when you grow up on a farm, anything that's not dirt or a plant is <laughs> exciting to see. So that's kind of been my approach to life mm-hmm. is just getting to the next big exciting thing, and it's it's been really great. Um, when I was about 18, I moved to Atlanta. Um, I came out to my parents um, as you know as a gay man, and um, it, it, it was a little rocky at first because I think my uh, my mother was more concerned about um, how she didn't want me to have a hard life. 
um, and she knew the challenges that LGBT individuals face. And, you know, she, she was a little resistant there, but, um, you know, that it kind of got to the point where it was like, hey, mom, you know, you don't get to choose if I'm in your life. Um, I get to choose if you're in mine because it is my life to yeah. live. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and she later said, you know, I just don't want you to struggle in life because, you know, it's tough. And I want you to know it's tough. Yeah. And my dad even said, because I remember when I came out to my mom, you know, she was like, you know, you need to leave. And um, I was like, okay, fine. I had a, I had a backup plan. I was ready to go. My friends were sitting in the driveway to take me away. And uh, my dad was like, you're not going anywhere. And he said, you know, uh, your mom's just upset because it's, it's something that's a big event for anybody in their life. And he goes, you know, I love you. I'll always love you. You can be anything you want to be in life. I will never forget the words. And, and he, he really just made it a point to say, you know, you can be anything you want, you know, but you need to, um, you need to stay home. And he goes, you know, and as you grow up, he goes, you might want to live in a bigger city until things pick up around here in social acceptance. And (laughs) Uh in some ways they have a lot in, in, you know, in the South that I grew up in and the South that's there now, I mean, there's still a lot of challenge, but, um, luckily I go home all the time. We do have a home there and Mm. I bought my grandparents' house that they built in the sixties that was lost in a farming crisis. And then 50 years later, it just randomly popped up. So I had a great, I had a great childhood. I love my family and very close. We're all, you know, really happy and they're very accepting. Um, so I, you know, moved to Atlanta at 18, lived there a couple of years. I did like a year in New York mm-hmm. and then I moved back to Savannah and, um, you know, did a, I moved there during the, the kind of really exciting time for the real estate market mm-hmm. when things were really going So are great. you into real estate as well? I do have a real estate license. Ah, I've had okay. one for, oh gosh, without aging myself, probably 12 or 13 years <laughs> now, I guess. I don't want to do the math. Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I did really well, and then tour, uh, right when the recession was about to begin, you know, in, in around 2006, we started getting those warning signs and hear about the bubble and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was young. I was uh, just turning 21 years old, and I said to myself, "Well, let's go do something else." So um, I had a friend that worked for AirTran Airlines, which mm-hmm. or Airways, which is now Southwest, mm-hmm. and um, I had been using her free flying to fly back and forth to New York. And I was like, oh, I'll get a job as a flight attendant. And so I applied at a couple of different airlines, got a couple of different offers, and ended up um, choosing United Airlines. Mm-hmm. And I moved to Chicago. Um, that's, you know, where they based me out of. And I lived there for years. I love flying. I'm still a flight attendant. I'm active. You know, I just got back from doing several Europe trips um, to try to take oh, a little... That is so <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was just taking like a little mini vacation after, um, you know, Pride. Pride was a very big event for my life. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, and I'm back now and I'm super happy to be home. And, uh, anyway, so I lived in Chicago and, um, I think the last year I lived there was the second snowy season on record. Um, it was pretty bad. And I just remember being like, I'm so over this. So I put in my transfer to LA and I finally got it. And I think it was still, I think it was early the next year that I got the transfer. So I, I, I left Chicago. I took everything I had and put on the, on the street with a sign that said free stuff. Wow. And anything I could fit into my rollerboard, I took with me. And I actually lived in LAX for three months. No. Yeah. So You're like Tom Hanks in the terminal. It was literally like that. And you I, lived I, you know, in LAX? Yeah. You know, Catherine Zeta-Jones actually played a United flight attendant in that movie. 
yeah. I didn't know that till I watched it after. Yeah. You know? So. Uh-huh. That's so true. I <laughs> yeah. love that movie. I it's, love Tom Hanks. It's, it's a really great movie. And um, it kind of was like that because I had no car here. I really didn't know anybody. And so um, I we have these little in-flight centers. Well, you were living in LAX, but you were obviously working too. Yeah. So that makes sense. Okay. It's not like you were just, you know. Just chilling. Yeah. Yeah. Creating a fountain <laughs> at a, you yeah. know. <laughs> right. No, no. None of that. Um, it was mostly just sitting and watching TV. But yeah, um, yeah we had these little in-flight centers and I would go... Um, I would go to, uh, like, uh, there's a, a, a 24-hour fitness on Century Boulevard. I mm-hmm. would take the Marriott bus and walk over if I needed, you know, go to the gym if I needed a shower. And some days uh, I would fly to Honolulu and sleep in a park for a couple days mm-hmm. just to, I mean, it's Hawaii, so, you know, whatever. Um, oh, I also, whatever. Yeah. I just want to, like, go to Hawaii for a minute just to kind of, like, hang out and relax. Yeah, so I, um, I, I did that. And then, like, there were times when, like, I was so tired of the food in the terminal, I would take, like, the premium transcon service to jfk and you know sit in a, a sleeper seat and watch movies and have dinner and then get off the plane in new york and wash my face and get on the same exact plane and come back and watch movies and have breakfast and you know so my face right now like my <laughs> my job is like dropped that yeah. is amazing and you saved your mo- yourself like three months of rent somewhere yeah so i was That's able to save cool. up some money and then um i think i moved to silver lake and then i tried out west hollywood with another co-worker and then i ended up living in redondo beach i had a friend who was um recently she was recently divorced and um you know um i guess her ex-husband wasn't financially supporting and so you know it helped her out and it was cool for me because the whole west hollywood silver lake scene is is a lot lot. there's a lot going on so um and in that um right around the time that i uh was living in redondo beach um i was talking to a friend who's also a flight attendant and he lived in long beach and i had never been out in long beach and Mm -hmm. On a Friday night, I was like, hey, let's go out to Long Beach. And he was like, okay, cool. My flight from Vegas lands at so-and-so time. Well, um, his flight ended up being delayed. And I don't know if you're familiar with the 405 and like Inglewood Avenue. If you turn left, you, get, you know, you go north, 405 north, obviously. And that's how I'd get up to La Cienega. I was like, mm-hmm. I'll go out in West Hollywood then. But for some reason, I turned right and said, you know what? I'm going to go to Long Beach. And it was interesting because I didn't know that parking is a struggle there. And I found a parking space right away. Wow. And, um, it was like meant to be. Yeah. And that was the night that I met my husband, Daniel. Oh. Yeah. So it was uh, it was really interesting. His uh, soccer team was doing a fundraiser that night at a, at a local bar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just, long story short, we connected and... From there. So you can see, looking back, you're like, why did I make a right? Or like, why did I, why did I end up here? And like, yeah. why did I go to that bar? Yeah, I totally, I totally get what you're saying. And I think, I think a lot of that, you know, is interesting because it comes from being a flight attendant because we're always in different cities that are unknown and just, you know, let's try this or let's go here. And you're kind of living openly like that to be open to, like, I would call it an opportunity. I mean, I love my husband. We've been married probably six years now, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, from there, um, I, I was in the right in the middle of relocating to Long Beach from Redondo. Um, I had a studio over on Ocean, and um, oh, that's nice. Yeah, so I moved there, and then after a couple of months of dating, I kind of you know gave him some keys. I was like, you know, come over whenever you want, that kind of thing, and then that led into um, us. We eventually decided to get married, and we did, and then we moved into another place in Long Beach, and then um, at that time, when I was really pushing the social media thing for the LA Barber it started taking off pretty wildly mm-hmm. and I got an offer for a job in Torrance. So then we moved over to Lamita. Um, and, and in that interim, it was funny because I remember seeing San Pedro and I was like, we'd be going over the bridge. I'm like, honey, what is that town over there? That looks really cool. 
and he's a Wilmington native, so oh, <laughs> it was immediately shut down. He's like, I'm not moving there. He's like, I'm not going to Pedro. Yeah, so, um, yeah, you know, it was funny, though, because I guess that's that's the thing. Everybody moves to San Pedro, yeah. and, you know, so anywho, um, we lived in Lamita, absolutely loved it, and then one day I was just like, you know what? We're buying a house. I've, I've, had, I've had enough of renting. I want to buy a house, and so... I knew I wanted to move to San Pedro. Um, actually, our first date was in San Pedro ever. We went to Cirque du Soleil Totem. Oh, yeah. We had dinner at Barami, and that even made me want to live here more. I'm like, look how cute it I is here. This Barami. is so cool, you know, mm -hmm. and I love it here. And um, who knew that years later I ended up owning a business just a block away. Mm -hmm. And finally, we, you know, we looked at houses, and um, at our price point here in San Pedro, mm -hmm. it was like, you know, these great little houses. And if we wanted to live in Long Beach, we'd be like backed up to the 91 kind of deal. You know, so um, fast forward through that, we bought the house, and here we are today. Yes, that is a really long and awesome story. I'm sorry, it's so long. No, it's not. It's not a long story, as it, but I can see like how many different you know uh, intervals you went through, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. to get here, and how many different cities. <laughs> yeah, I've lived a lot of places. Yeah, and, um, but that's cool. What an awesome like lifestyle that is to try new things and to be other places. And I feel like when you do that, you know when you found a place you really love. Yeah, actually, mm -hmm. um, Fleet Week is the anniversary of our closing our house. We moved in Fleet Week weekend. Oh my god! Um, so I think this is um, com we're completing three years, entering our fourth year of living here. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Entering your fourth. Okay. Was it was it 2017 Fleet Week? I I can tell you it was like the one, it was the time they had the welcome party right over here at 6 and Pacific, right in front of the Warner Grand. Hmm. I want to say it was 16. 16. Yeah, yeah. I think it sounds like 16 because my husband and I got married during Fleet Week 2017. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So, so, it's guys... so every time that comes around, it's like, oh, this is our... So your anniversary is coming mm -hmm. up then. Wow. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. September 1st. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We... Wow. That's close. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It is. I didn't yeah. even think about that. Um, we we took a, a photo, like a wedding photo with sailors behind us, too, like by the fountains, which is yeah. really cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we were pulling in um, after the movers had moved anything, we were coming in our alley and there were like sa sailors standing. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, this must be a really cool town. <laughs> so that's really cool. So so that was kind of like your first, um, I mean, really when you bought a house here, that was your first feel for San Pedro as like a, as a resident, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Very Fleet cool. Week. <laughs> Fleet week. Yeah. Um, so what changed your husband's mind? Um, I think it was because, uh, it was a little bit of maneuvering on my part because I did, I found a house that was really, really cute. And it's the one we bought. It's the first one we looked at. Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted it right away. I was like, but I had to carefully pick the listings to show him oh, with yeah. my real estate agent. Cause I told my realtor, who's my friend, I said, I really want to live here. Yeah. But realistically, um, even when I was looking at the other houses and some that were in San Pedro, it was like, this is a really good buy. Yeah. So. You know, we we're very blessed to have the home we do. San Pedro is such a gold mine, I think, for real yeah, estate. Yeah, definitely. And my husband and I are like constantly looking. You know, so we're excited for that time we finally get to buy. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people from from other places come and they see they see what a what a gem we have here. You know, they really, really do. And mm -hmm. that's I mean, it's I'm 
I'm, I'm the example of that. Like, mm-hmm. I just came here and was like, I love it, you know. That's and, awesome. And being from the East Coast, too, I will say, um, I don't think you ever fully adjust to the West Coast 100% mm-hmm. because there's some things that are just different. Mm-hmm. But what I love about San Pedro is that it's a port town like yeah. Savannah and um, is, you know, just rich in history like Savannah. I always compare the two. They even have bridges that look the same. So uh-huh. this is the place that I've been the happiest in California because it's the most hometown, the most grounded. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I love about it. People are out there doing things for the community and not just self-serving. Like it mm-hmm. really, I, I love it here. That's really oh, that's so good to hear. And and yeah, I think yeah, I think we're gonna see a lot more people like you who mm-hmm. kind of come and uh, they transplant. They they live here and they you know especially with all the changes going on, we're gonna have a lot of changes coming soon. So yeah. I think it's gonna attract more people. Um, how did you get into starting your business? So um, yeah, I 2008 uh, when I lived in Chicago, um, there was uh, you know the economic downturn happened, and um, we had <clears throat> at United there was a there was a really sense of urgency because we were about to go bankrupt again. Again, we had just exited bankruptcy and the company started doing very poorly. Mm-hmm. Everyone was though, mm-hmm. you know, um, when we grounded a hundred airplanes um, and eliminated a, a subsidiary airline called TED that, you know, met less staffing positions. So the company offered voluntary furloughs. Uh, we are unionized. So in our contract, it gives us that voluntary furlough option. So I took it for 30 months. Wow. You know, so I maintained my benefits and my tra- uh, travel benefits and mm-hmm. everything. So I did that. I went to hair school. So I've always done hair. And then when I lived in Long Beach, I went to barbering school. So I have actually have both licenses, cosmetology and barbering. Very cool. And I wanted to open a space. I, you know, I talked to a couple people about working with them. And I happened to meet Gary Larson, who owned the arcade at the time. Mm-hmm. Super cool guy. He totally got the concept. And it just, it just happened. And, you know, overnight it was like, we built the space out and it was just like, Hey, we're open for business. Very cool. Wow. That's awesome. Um, and it's been going smoothly ever since. Yeah. I mean, uh, we've definitely been challenged by a couple of different changes in recent labor laws. Um, for instance, there's the whole Dynamex ruling, which completely redefined how independent contract and independent contractors are are interpreted here. Actually. Yeah, you're right. I remember seeing something about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it essentially meant that if you, um, um, you know, if your business is a salon and you booth rent to people, well, they're employees because you're in the business of doing hair mm-hmm. versus just being a strict landlord and saying, all I do is rent spaces and that's just not who I am. And and then the other one was, uh, the other challenge was uh, out of, uh, Senator Bradford actually sponsored legislation that um, was curiously to me uh, sponsored and, or brought forward by the uh, Pro Beauty Association of America mm-hmm. that said that anybody who is uh, a commissioned employee, which is the other form of, you know, employment mm-hmm. um, in the industry, that, that if they are paid um, commission, that you're required to pay twice the state minimum wage plus the uh, commission they're due. Oh, wow. So on a $35 haircut, it's really, there's nothing left over. So it's like, you do need something to stay operational. Mm -hmm. So um, we've really overcome that though, through kind of innovating our services and, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that, but successful the whole time. Wow. Those are some challenges. Those are real challenges. Definitely. Um, I I always like to hear about how businesses are started and what challenges they face. You know, um, I want to see a stronger you know, I want to see more blood come through the small business community here, especially in downtown, you know, because I think um, 
I think Elise said it, said it best was like, this is the heart of our small business community and we just need to get it going, you know, get it yeah, pumping. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, but that's great. I'm glad it's still going, going good in business. Um, this is actually a really good time for a break because when we come back, I really want to focus on your efforts in Bridge City Alliance, you know, how that came about, your experience here in San Pedro as a gay man, and um, yeah, what led you to bring pride here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Sounds great. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Cryptospace, San Pedro's one and only cryptocurrency lounge. Learn more at CryptospaceUS.com and definitely follow them on Instagram at Cryptospace.us. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I really wanted to get back to, first of all, you coming out to your parents, I feel like it really touched me. I got like a little emotional there just because... I, I mean, I've, I shared with you, you know, off the episode that I, I've had a friend who, who just knew his parents weren't going to be very receptive and, and, um, never came out. (laughs) And, um, I actually just, uh, am going through this with another very close friend of mine. She, I mean, she's going through this with her parents, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and and it's, it's just happening very often to people that I know Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm seeing parents struggle. And, um, uh, your dad's reaction to it really touched me and your mom's also was understandable. It's understandable because, um, I know that I know, especially as a mom, I know that if that's not something that you've been accustomed to, or you've been raised to be accepting of, it it has to be a challenge, you know? Um, so I wanted to ask you, do you have advice for parents who are going through this? Uh, I do. Um, the number one is to love your child unconditional. Okay. There, you cannot put any conditions on love. You have to love your child. Okay. And then once you've acknowledged and agreed to love your child unconditionally, then you can start to love yourself to be able to be understanding for something that, you know, is going to take time to understand. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely reach out to other organizations like uh, our organizations like uh, PFLAG and, um, you know, or even Bridge Cities Alliance. We have a a, a strong team of parents that have gay children, you know, that are supporters of the organization. Um, Just reach out for help because, and, you know, and really be easy on your kid because your kid's going through a hard time too. There is nothing harder in life than the people who gave you life that gave you life to worry that they may not love you, um, because for for some reason, I mean, understandably, when your parents reject you, it's the hardest thing I think anybody can deal with. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, like me, even just thinking of that, you know, like you think of that first love, that like heartbreaking, crushing love. You kind of know you're gonna get through it because you have people like your parents and you have yeah. people like, you know, your close friends and family, um, who always love you no matter what. Yeah. But I couldn't imagine not knowing if that was the case, you know, yeah. not knowing if my parents were going to reject me or cut me off or yeah. basically cast me away. It's, it's devastating mm-hmm. if it, if it, when it happens or mm-hmm. if it does happen, it's, it's, it's very devastating. So I think that, you know, people need to realize that if their child is gay, the lifelong ramifications it will have on someone 
to be able to deal with that. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just not fair because it's not your life to live, but it's their life for you to support. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, I get it. It's difficult. I acknowledge that it's difficult for parents to have gay children, mm-hmm. some more so than others, but it's not anything that cannot be worked through with, through love and understanding. You know, um, no one's asking you to be gay, you know, just love your child who is also gay. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember my grandmother, she was like, so you're the gay. And I'm like, well, no, grandma. I'm like, I'm not the only one, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, 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 now, and then she, now she finally kind of understood. She'd ask more questions and it, it, it took time, yeah. but it was okay. She didn't like, yeah. you know, cast me out or anything, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm lucky. I'm very, very lucky, especially given where I'm from, because it is a very, very conservative yeah. um, area in that regard. So. Yeah, it's um, it's really touching to know that you you your parents didn't immediately reject you, um, or I mean, still it had to have been hard to kind of go through that moment and to kind of go through the challenges of all that, but to know that they stuck with it and that you guys stuck with it is yeah. really encouraging. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I'm I'm really I mean obviously you know that I I told you the whole backstory, but um, it's just become so apparent to me how important it is for maybe parents just to kind of keep it to themselves and just say, I love you, you know, and whatever, whatever challenges are going through, just know that they're going to get through it. You know, um, I, I realize now like why, why pride is so important and it's because, because gay people and lesbians and everybody who fits into the, the LGBTQ plus community, they are not being accepted. You know, there's still a lot of unacceptance toward them by family, by, um, corporations, by communities. And that's why we need pride. Absolutely. Yeah. So what led you to, to start bridge city Alliance? So, uh, when I moved here, um, you know, I, uh, I met my um, one of my best friends, uh, Mona, who owns the omelet and waffle shop. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, through through her, I had learned about this opportunity to um, that there was an opening on the neighborhood council, mm-hmm. the central neighborhood council. And I thought it would be a great chance to really, you know, get active in the community and stuff like that. I did not realize what I was walking into. Um, I there, you know, I guess there was a whole stem of issues uh, related to the previous council and, um, you know, the, the, the debate over homelessness had really started to heat up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I came in and, you know, I remember, I'll never forget it. It was on like a Saturday. They were having a retreat over at the, the creation cultural club to, you know, to, to, I don't, it's kind of when they get together and talk about the challenges and stuff that they have, you know, as a, as a council and stuff and to workshop, they'll call it a workshop. Mm-hmm. And that, and I, I went there and introduced myself and stayed for the whole day. And, um, you know, there's, you know, it, it seemed like a good thing. And then I kind of, um, figured out that there were some other people that wanted the seat and, um, you know, and ultimately I did get picked. Um, and from there it really, um, it just, it got out of control because there were some, some angry people. The town was really angry at that point about some things. And I think that I was perceived as someone who was not, you know, interested in the best interest of the town. It all got misconstrued. There were some Facebook groups out there that were, you know, a little more uh, angry. I just rolled than my I... eyes so hard, by the way. <laughs> you know, so, I totally know. About the yeah. Facebook groups. So, um, you know, so that was a lot to deal with. But, you know, um, 
you know, I, I've spent, you know, my entire career as a flight attendant being a union steward and, um, and volunteer. And, you know, you always just, I always say that good actions speak the loudest. So not engaging in the, the angry rhetoric or the fighting and the back and forth on Facebook and just doing what I know is right and doing good for the community. Mm-hmm. And as hard as that was in the beginning to have moved somewhere and immediately felt feel like you're the target of a, like some you know pretty angry people, that eventually your good deeds show for themselves. Mm-hmm. And through that action of just working hard, that it eventually did pay off because good things are happening mm-hmm. and it's not as you know, yeah. yelled at now. Can I, can I ask Were a lot of these issues because you were from, you weren't from Pedro or was it because you were gay or a combination? Well, I think it was a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Um, because once I was on the board, the first thing I wanted to do was to start an ad hoc committee for LGBT citizens in mm-hmm. the central. And, um, you know, there were, there was a lot of anger about it. Um, you know, but the best I could do was to say, okay, well, it's on the agenda. And then I got the moment to speak about it and, um, it pretty, it almost passed unanimously. I think there was like one or two abstentions and, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and that kind of started the tidal wave of this guy needs to be, I mean, they, they almost looked at me like I was a dangerous insect that needed yeah. to be squashed, you know? You know, it's, it really saddens me to hear you say that, but I'm also not surprised because, um, this, this behavior toward, pretty much anything that is different in Mm -hmm. San Pedro, it's, it's pretty common and it's like almost repetitive. I keep seeing it repeat with different, different people, different instances, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, that's a lot of the reason why I started the podcast just to kind of talk about it and to really give people who I, I feel are doing good and who are making a huge difference in town, give them that platform to, to speak about the good that they're doing and to share it, you know, and to just kind of put a megaphone to the, to the people that are really working hard. Um, I, I don't want to give in to that anger either, you know, and that's, I I really commend you for that. And thank you for pushing through because I mean, look at the result. It's, it's been great. Yeah. And, and, and I tend to be one of those people that when someone tells me no, yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna stop until yeah. it's a yes, or at least it You're happens. Like, so it's official. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for the challenge. Um, yeah. You know, and it, and and everything seems to have calmed down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know that we still have a lot of issues surrounding homelessness, and that's a very hot subject in this community. Um, and you know, but I I just I really feel like we're gonna overcome it, and 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 there's gonna be some kind of change that's coming, and it's another instance where we just have to work past, you know, anger and nimbyism and, you know, and get there, Um, you know, and so I am glad that we are where we are with, with the pride event. I'm, you know, in our town. Um, And even though things happened and they were difficult, it's usually the most difficult, challenging situations that are the biggest reward Mm -hmm. in terms of what was good for the community. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So at what point did you decide Bridge City Alliance needed to happen? So um, there's an organization in Georgia called uh, First City Network, or FCN. Um, They're the first uh, LGBT organization in Georgia. I think I may have just said that. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
um, when I was coming out um, and I was in Savannah as an 18-year-old, um, they would have these monthly socials. Um, and it was like, you know, I was meeting a lot of gay people in San Pedro. There's a significant population here that's gay or gay-friendly. And I said, you know what? Well, it meant so much to me when I was, you know, a young guy that mm-hmm. <laughs> I, um, you know, I was like, let's let's recreate that. So um, we actually met at Sirens, me and a few friends. I think uh, Monica Sunseth was there and Meg- Megan and... Um, and her boyfriend Jeremy and we were like just thinking of a name and stuff like that and I said you know I'd really I view the the harbor area as one big community and that includes Long Beach mm-hmm. and Wilmington and Harbor City uh, you know and Lameda you know and some, yep. to some extent Torrance you know I said that we should really be the heart of LA and that's when kind of the name came up of Bridge Cities Alliance mm-hmm. you know so we want to bridge the cities we want alliances to be built to mm-hmm. really strengthen all of the community and we started having the socials. Our first one was at over at the omelet and waffle shop, and we had dozens and dozens of people show up. Oh, that's and amazing! A lot of people who were like, "I didn't know there were other gay people here," or "I we we don't have anything to you know to get together and stuff yeah. like that." And then um, you know that later turned into doing the monthly socials, and then we had the flag raising as a result of a. Um, you know, an attack on a community member. Yes, I actually remember that. That was awful. Yeah, and so after we did that first flag raising where there were several hundred people at it, um, which was great because it showed the true spirit of San Pedro that Mm -hmm. it's just like, no, intolerance doesn't belong here. Mm -hmm. Um, That, you know, within a month we said, let's let's have a pride. Let's Mm -hmm. do it, you know, and that's kind of what led up to... The, the wild production mm-hmm. <laughs> of Pride on the Port. Yeah, it was awesome. It was amazing. Um, you know, growing up, I'm thinking of um, close friends that I had, especially like in my early 20s. Like I, I found myself having like a, a bunch of gay friends, you know, mm-hmm. and we were all having fun, but not here. We would always go out to WeHo. We'd go out to LA. We'd go out, out everywhere. They, I remember them telling me like they feel isolated here. They don't yeah. feel like they have they can be gay here. That's, you know, that's what they told me. Um, so to hear about this stuff now, I mean, wow, what a, what a service and what a great thing it is for the, the youth of this town too, to know like, Hey, there are, there is a gay community here. I am accepted here. I can be me here. Absolutely. I don't have to run away. You know, I'm just thinking of like all the things you, it really takes, you have to kind of put yourself in that spot. Mm -hmm. Um, which is hard for a lot of people to do, but yeah, I think it's, I think everyone deserves to feel at home in their home. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in, in, in my vision for the future, because, I mean, now uh, I'll be 35 in two weeks, um, you know, I realized that, that activism starts and progresses as you get older. And, you know, m- my vision for what Pride looks like is that it should be a hometown event. Mm-hmm. I absolutely support the large, the large ones like Long Beach and L.A. Pride. Um, you know, they're great. They're monumental. Mm-hmm. I love it. They, they've they been around, you know, for decades and they started the, you know, the modern uh, gay, the modern gay rights movement, basically. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I think that it's important that we pass down that knowledge and also to, you know, acknowledge the Stonewall riots and um, the riots here in L.A., you know, that we acknowledge that how painful the past was, how incredibly, what a tragedy the AIDS epidemic was, um, that we not become complacent because there are still a lot of people that would like to just you know, put us back in the closet. Right. So, you know, with the hometown pride things, uh, a lot of them, a lot of people call, I'll call them satellite prides. You know, I think 
you know, it's easy for someone to sit on the TV and watch um, uh, certain news networks or certain TV shows or listen to certain radio shows and to be told what LGBT is or for that vision of wanting equal rights to be construed as looking for special rights. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I always like clear clarifying that we don't want we don't want any kind of special treatment. We just want equal treatment. Um, so that's usually the biggest, uh, you know, myth that we have to bust. And yeah. so with these regional prides, you know, you've got your people that are listening to outside voices outside of the community, but then when they come together at a local event, no one can get between that. And then you start to build these relationships mm -hmm. together and it benefits everyone. Um, the people who w want to be accepted, the people who want to accept them, the people who don't understand and and it really, I think it cleared a lot of, uh, it cleared out a lot of like, uh, bad ideas that people had about gay people. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. we're part of the community. And I, I always, I always like to famously say, you know, you can be anything. You can be tall, short, white, black, Creotian, Italian. And in those communities, there are gay people. So realistically, the LGBT community is mm -hmm. part of the world yeah. community. So, mm -hmm. And, I, and it's just so exciting. We deserve to have events to celebrate how actually awesome San Pedro is. And mm -hmm. that's just part of it. There's so many other great things that go on yeah. that it was just, it was awesome to have that event and to, you know, yeah, to, the, the community was amazing. It, there was it so was, much support. It was super exciting. Uh, I mean, just walking into to the event was, you could feel the energy. You could feel it like, oh my gosh, this is ours. You know, mm -hmm. this is like our Pedro Pride. It really did send out this like signal into the air. Like we're here, you know? Yeah. And um, it was a really awesome thing to experience with you know, my, my best friend who passed away, that was the last time I saw him, as I told you. Um, and now that event means so much more to me. It was really important for him to go and to be there and because pride was really near and dear to his heart. Mm -hmm. Um, so for him to finally be able to go into his own hometown and know that this, this was ours, you know, that pride was here in our hometown. I think that meant a lot for him. And, and now it means a lot to all of us that were really close to him as well. You know, aside from pride, just being like an important thing that we all mm -hmm. need to really get on board with because we have these per personal connections to it. It's just, it's, it means a lot. I think one thing I kind of wanted to go into pride and, and really talk about, <sighs> why it is important for hometowns to do this. Mm -hmm. I think it's for me, what I'm, what I'm really understanding is that people don't see it as, as it con like concerns them. You know what I mean? So people who aren't gay or for families who really don't have any gay friends or family, they don't really feel like it's relevant to them. Mm -hmm. Can you tell about, talk about why it is relevant? Yeah. You know, I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, if you look at life, um, in uh, through the lens of how do we measure ourselves as being a progressive and an accepting society when the tide rises all the boats ride rise with it so you could be a woman and not be gay but if you have a group that's pushing for equal rights for everyone then that that helps you you know, um, it, it just it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, do we want a society where everyone's treated equally? And the answer for me is a resounding yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, it you know, it helps save it helps save lives. You know, it, it, it does it does great things. And you never know 
when your life will be affected by uh you know someone being lgbt plus and you know we there's just so many ways that you know i even i it's it gets to a point where it's like you're no longer lgbt you're just a human yeah and it's it's about having human rights yeah and you you want that for everyone at every instance yeah you know and one of the things i've talked about um and that i talked about on stage that day was you know with lifting everyone up is acknowledging privilege and um you know for me i'm i'm a white male you know and so i should use my white privilege to an end which i acknowledge mm-hmm. it is a thing it is a thing and yeah to help that to help lift minorities up i'm male i should be willing to help women you know mm-hmm. like and 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 that's the thing people who aren't gay or, or lgbt who have you feel like it doesn't affect them at all it's like you know you have it, do, it doesn't affect you feel like it doesn't affect you because you're not faced with the challenges and if you can acknowledge that that is a privilege you know then you can use that to help other people mm-hmm. you know you may not want to be an activist that goes out and plans a pride festival or go to a march but you can think of it even in the smallest terms of saying hey i agree with this and i'm happy it's happening mm-hmm. and and just realize that it means a lot to a lot of people honestly just the support on facebook too like just to see people share just to even see on my facebook the people who share love for the for the lgbt plus community it's like it, it's really heartwarming and mm. it's like it makes you it just feels like a share yeah. but at the end of the day you're like no you're showing your support and that's giving that's giving someone who is facing challenges encouragement you know to kind of get through it that yeah. this isn't everybody that there are there is a community that loves that loves the lgbtq people and also wants to see equal rights like yeah. for everybody i think you said it perfectly when there's equal rights for for one there's equal rights for everybody you know that it would just raise the tide for everyone yeah i mean look at look at all the rainbow flags that went up downtown yeah um leslie jones um she's one of our board members and Mm -hmm. um is uh mona's wife Mm -hmm. you know she um she said hey we want to hang some flags downtown you know and i was just like hey go for it girl you know like (laughs) at that point i was like i can't do anything else yeah and she took it and ran with it and it was just like i mean it literally looked like there was rainbows on everything there. <laughs> it was it was it was great. That's awesome. You know, so I, I I think that it's it's why 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 have people who are treated less than mm-hmm. when we can be an amazing community of everything mm-hmm. and and that's just the, the the future I know San Pedro will have and what is already in people's hearts. We're just going to display it even more so every day. Mm-hmm. So do you have anything big planned for next year? Well. <laughs> Well, you know, that's is it too the, soon to ask? <laughs> well, I, we definitely have our date because we're always the third, um, was it the third Saturday in June? Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be June 20th, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, we've just finished our kind of our debriefing process where we're, you know, settling all the accounting and, you know, looking at what worked and what could be improved on. And um, I think that, you know, you're going to see a really, really awesome experience next year. Um, we definitely want to um, continue to grow and activate the, the youth and teen zone. Um, big shout out to Dave Crowley from um, San Pedro High School. Oh, cool. That he's, you know, over the the GSA club there that we had a youth area and uh, John Bacacus who gave pizza for those kids. Awesome. I may have taken a piece, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm young, you know, but no, um, I, we want to see that expanded um, and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll develop it the same way. We'll just, we'll push hard and hard and hard. And I know that, you know, we'll have, 
um, Dan Salas's support to run that ferry ferry back and forth. Very more awesome. Than once. Yeah, I everyone, didn't get to go on it, but it, it sounded awesome. Everybody yeah. loved it. It was awesome. Very the, cool. uh, the battleship has expressed, you know, they're, they're very happy with the event. Awesome. Um, they do, they want to see it again. So, you know, just kind of working with the port. Um, the port team is amazing. Um, I know sometimes people think the, the port is this big, scary organization, but they're, they're really awesome. They really were good to us. Very and cool. So we're, we're going to make it happen. The performances were amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to next year's. Yeah. You, you obviously have to top it. Uh, yeah. Big shout out to, <laughs> um, big shout out to Hamburger Mary's um, oh, yeah. and Jules Long Beach. They did sponsor that entertainment. Yes. That was, that was awesome. And Chad Michaels was crazy Oh my good. gosh. So great. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, how do you t- uh, top the world's best share impersonator on the back of an actual battleship? It's I like, don't know. I thought it was share. Yeah. It was basically <laughs> like share. We saw a lot of people like shares in town. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on down. Uh-huh. You know? Um, but I think that what we really want to focus on next year is going to be some live music. Music, mm-hmm. um, and maybe some tribute bands like Freddie Mercury. Oh yes. Or Selena. Okay, I was just gonna say. <laughs> I just remembered there was a Selena impersonator, and that was amazing. Yeah. To hear, like, you know, the in a Mexican household, you're growing up in Selena. You hear it at all the parties, mm-hmm. and when you hear that mm-hmm. at a place, you kind of just don't expect it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I went all. Yeah. Out. I just. It, it'll be. I think yeah. So and I think too. Um, a big shout out to every single DJ that performed at Pride gave yes. their time. Yes. They really? did it for free. Wow. Um, I mean, there's so many people to thank they mm-hmm. gave to this festival. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I feel bad because I miss some people. But, yeah. you know, at this moment, I do want to thank those DJs for doing that. Mm-hmm. And um, they're all recommitted to come again next year. So I oh think I think what you'll see, too, is a little mm-hmm. bit more focus on diversifying the music. You know, have an 80s power hour. And, oh, my gosh. You know, and then yes. have like drag queens that come out and with 80s stuff and get people really, you know, jumping around and stuff. So Yes. Um, I'm already planning my outfit. That's where that's why I like I'm looking away like <laughs> what am I going to wear? And I want to oh, and I do want to answer one question. This is like the number one question we get. They were like, "What was up with all those bananas?" Oh. <laughs> Did you see all the bananas everywhere? I didn't actually. So, um Northgate Market actually was one of our sponsors. They gave us 6,000 bottles of water and 1,000 bananas. That's hilarious. So, um, you know, as the day was progressing and people were getting, you know, getting a little wild, we would <laughs> we would have Beacon House would go out and hand bananas and water to That's everybody. Hilarious. So people really were like, why are there like a million bananas it's at like, this festival? hydrate, guys. Make sure you're getting your potassium. Yeah. We want to make sure you're partying, I mean, we, partying you know, safely. We definitely <laughs> took we took anything we could get. And it was really, we were really, really happy with North, Northgate's donation. That's and, very cool that Northgate was a sponsor. I didn't know that. Uh, it was the first Pride they've ever sponsored before. Really? Yeah. So wow, they that's were very wonderful. cool. And, um, you know, and I do want to take one moment, too, to thank um, two very, very special people, um, Janine Ritzy. Um, she, you know, works for the PBID and the councilman's office and for, um, Sandra Ciara Montaro, mm-hmm. um, they both helped me plan pride and, um, get all the logistics stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love them so much. And I just want, I, I just wanted to say their names today cause they're, yeah. they're amazing. And, you know, on our board and everyone who helped, we, we really, it to me, this is like a legacy for not just the community, but for me personally, mm-hmm. it feels so good because it's like, wow, I know I, you know, like you ever like, am I ever going to do anything meaningful in my yeah. life? And I feel that. And, good. and I, I don't think I'll ever leave San Pedro. Oh, that's really nice to yeah, hear. So. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really wanted to bring you on. I mean, I wanted to have you on anyway, just because 
it was such a big deal and because it's important. Um, I wanted to have you on before the event and then after the event and, you know, things got crazy. We got busy. Um, but now I, I really just want to thank you for putting in that hard work, putting in, getting through those challenges. I mean, just from day one, buying a house here, you know, mm-hmm. and then getting onto the local council, um, what is it? The local neighborhood council. Yeah. Um, thank you for pushing through and thank you for starting bridge to the Alliance and eventually getting port pride on the port done because yeah. that yeah, means it's, so it's, much to me now. It's my pleasure. And you know, um, honestly it's, you know, so much of the work and so much of what happened belongs to the community. Mm-hmm. So in that, I, I, I thank you back and I thank the community for everything they do every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's changed my life and I know it's, it's going to only grow. I mean, we really, next year is going to look even bigger. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, you know, and we'll, and we hopefully will continue to the, 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 the festival is very successful and we'll continue to let that help us develop programs for philanthropic giving and assistance throughout the year. Um, you know, we've got a lot of people who are working on things now that, you know, pride is just one day. Uh, maybe two days next year, but um, <laughs> Pride is just, you know, like, let's say one day, but the other 364 days a year, we should be living our life, you know, based on what we acknowledge on that one day. Mm-hmm. And um, I see that happening in the community. I really do. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, before you go, I wanted to, um, I wanted to have you share where people can go follow you personally, if you want to share that or Bridge City Alliance, where people can get plugged in. Okay, so if anybody wants to get in touch with the Alliance, um, you can always check out our website, prideontheport.com. Um, the, uh, we have Instagram. It's uh, prideontheportla. Um, my personal one is, is UG, UG Los Angeles, like underground. So it's my, uh, my shop over on 6th Street. Mm-hmm. I also want everyone to know that um, at my business, which is over on 479 West 6th Street, inside the arcade building, that it's a safe place if you ever need anywhere to go. Um, you can go there or call the number on the door, um, and if you need assistance, we'll help you get it because we're not we're not going to let anybody you know feel like they they're not safe or that they can't get the help they need. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but just uh, follow us through, throughout the year on Instagram. That's the big one where we're you know starting to right. leak small little hints about next year. Oh my so. gosh, I'm excited! <laughs> it's going to be fun, and um, you know, and as it develops, we'll announce it because you know that's you know, part of the engagement and we want you guys to be engaged with us and to, you know, keep sharing those photos. I hope everyone saw the photo gallery we had on uh, prideontheport.com. Um, there were several thousand images by amazing photographers that are there for free to share and to, to have fun with. So, um, and please, if you see me in the community, say hi, say hello to our board members, you know, anybody just to keep the conversation going and to again, realize we're all neighbors. We all live here. We don't live in some weird bubble. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, this is just like us right now. This is two people sitting down who love the community and people should just keep having these awesome conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I love, um, that's why I definitely love being in downtown and like now that Sirens is open, love running into yes. everybody there. Yeah. Thank you. Sirens Yolanda. Is, oh my gosh. Thank you, Yolanda. <laughs> we are so happy you're back drinking our Sirens right now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and thank you to her for that beautiful mural that she um, oh put on gosh. her building uh, with the arts district and yeah. uh, Linda Grimes. Um, I actually, my shop is, you know, right behind there. Mm-hmm. So I park in that lot 684. So every day when I come to work, I get to see that beautiful mural and it just inspires me to push harder. Yeah. Every 
every day in this community. It so. really, it really is. And and seeing Yolanda's hard work put into that coffee shop oh and now gosh. what she's done, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. It is encouraging. It's just yeah. like stick through it, you and, know? You know, and really, I got to see, uh, she showed it to me before any of the work had started. I oh was my like, gosh. oh my gosh, it this is, is the project. Yeah. And she really, she powered through. And I mean, if that's not an example of someone who really cares about her community, mm-hmm. I mean, She's astounding, and oh, she yeah. was a very big Pride supporter, so we, we love her dearly. Yeah. I, um, I'm going to bring her back on <laughs> pretty soon, hopefully, to hear about it. And uh, Linda Grimes, too. She's awesome. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much for all that you've been doing locally. Thank you for putting in your hard work and getting through it. Um, I'm really glad that we have someone like you who, who cares so much here, yeah. you know? Um, so that's awesome. Yeah, if you ever want to come back on the show, if you have big announcements, for sure. like just hit me up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, you know what? And, and thank you. And thank you to the community for making it happen. And I mean, there's a whole, there's a whole bunch of people that are just like me that care and do their part in the community. And I think that they're everyone's feeling more and more inspired every day by the great things happening to just do bigger and bigger, better things. Yeah, I am. I'm inspired. Good. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right, guys. Well, we will see you next week. <laughs> Bye. everyone uh thank you guys so much for listening if you want to follow aiden be sure to visit him on his um instagram at ug los angeles and uh, if you guys want to plug into bridge cities alliance or maybe you um would like to plug in for support or for some counseling um visit bridgecitiesla.com do not hesitate to um get in touch with him i know that they'll be welcoming to everybody if you guys like the episode i would appreciate a rating and if you have a little bit more time a review would be awesome um every so often once i have a few reviews i read them aloud here on the podcast so you guys might hear a shout out anyway i hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and see you next week bye